Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's been a busy week this week, a lot of activity, including a match we're going to go into. I'm in from Scholar Green and as usual I'm joined by... Mark from Stuttgart. So first we're going to move into the deadline day. Well, it was busy, wasn't it? I don't know, I didn't watch any of it. No, I don't know, I was a bit <laughs> It's not as exciting as it used to be, is it? No, it's not like the old days. I mean, I can remember when uh, Viper from my place, uh, he was, he went, he did, when Crouch signed. Oh, and fa- uh, what's it, roll-up man was there. Yeah, when we were getting the pizzas <laughs> and all that stuff, he, he, he was there. He still denies it, but there's a picture online around and about when he was there. You could see he was there, dead excited in the background. Like creepy in the background. Hiding <laughs> <laughs> away. Have you got any Bitcoin? <laughs> but yeah, so we'll go into the three transfers that have come in. Beric Phoebe left. Yeah. Bojan left. We've kept hold of Indai. We've kept hold of Joe Allen. We've kept hold of uh, Butland. Did I just say you Jack Butland? No, I don't think you did. Yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> um, and we brought in Duffy, Summit Vickers. Vickers? Mm, some of Vickers, that defender from top. Oh, uh, Carter Vickers, yeah, obviously. Carter yeah, Vickers. Sorry, yeah, I don't want that. And the overweight striker that is Scott Hogan. Yeah, scored a lot of goals, he has, hasn't he, over the years? <laughs> well, three years ago, eight. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he scored nine for two years at, at Villa, hasn't he? Before that, he, he did score 22 in a season for Brentford. But well, the thing is, at the end of the day, it's, he'll either go one or two ways. Once it's, he'll either carry on failing or rekindle some form from somewhere. But he's struggled with injuries, hasn't he? Yeah, he has struggled so, with injuries. I mean, the biggest problem is, do, do you think it's been a good window? You can't really. I don't think. I don't think it has, to be honest. I think some of the people who've gone has made it a little bit better because we could have been, like, like I said previously, you could have been hanging on to him forever more in a day. And it's just not healthy for the club, is it? The likes of Berrino, Bojan. Well, Berrino, Bojan, Gerrard, I think, is probably the best business we've done this window, to be honest. Not because, well, Berrino can't stand him, but Bojan, I think it was just time. Yeah. It was just time for Bowen and he, well, he needed still, to Is Bowler still? Yeah, Bowler's still at the club, yeah. yeah. But you've got to remember there's still three weeks of the window go for the foreign For the foreign, foreign window. window, so yeah. I think a couple of them will go in them, in them three weeks. So we'll go into it then. So Scott Hogan, what do you reckon of Scott Hogan? I don't think he'll rip up any trees. I don't. I, I, cheap, if you ask me, it's just cheap. Well, the thing is, you try and improve on what we're not, we can't score goals. So you bring in somebody who scored hardly any goals in the last yeah, three nine, years. Yeah, nine goals in two years. And yeah. you just think, well, it, it's just pointless. Unless he's going to start turning up and scoring one, two every week. I don't know. I just don't see the improvement there at all. Well, to be honest, I was a big advocator against Dwight Gale. With, what, with what we've got in, I, f- I do actually now prefer that we've got Gale to replace a phobia, to be honest. But again, it fell down to wages because Stoke wouldn't pay. Yeah. And that's been the story for what? His entire life. Um, not paying the going rates again. The thing is, you look at, which we'll go into later, but you look at the amount of chances we created before they scored the second. Mm-hmm. If you'd have had Gale up front, he'd have buried be one buried of them one chances. Them, yeah. There was too many chances there. But it's, it's like I said, there was, I've said a lot of times, people have been talking to me today and he said, it's been a, people said it's been a bad window, it's been a good. I'd definitely say it's been a bad window. We've played a system under a manager that likes to play with narrow, with narrow width, i.e. wing-backs, and we haven't brought any wing-backs in. Yeah. We need a, you need a good holding midfielder to cover the defence. We haven't brought one in. Brought Jordan Cousins in, who's never played professionally in that position. And for a club that says it wants to, it's got ambition and wants to go back to the Premier League. I'm sorry, the players we brought in do not shout to me a club that go, yeah, we're trying to get back to the Premier League. Oh yeah, it doesn't even look like. I think we'll be there for the next ten years. I, th- I think, to be honest, we just aren't bringing in what we need all the time. It's not just one or two. It's it's been a five six season problem now where we're avoiding the problem by going, that'll do. 
instead of going out there and going to tell you what we'll get we'll sort them positions out and move forward i've said from the squad we had at the start of the season that as long as we get a good right wing back a good left wing back we'll do all right and a holding midfield in we do all right in this league the problem is now is that we've got players like Joe Allen as well. I don't think well. he did bad on Saturday either. I, I just, I, he just, he, he, he destroys play and that's his biggest problem. He, the problem is he doesn't take him off after after a certain time. He's alright for the first half I think. Yeah. But then come second half you can see his legs are going. And his biggest, his biggest problem was I think he took Ryan Woods off. He was the one person who was bossing the game. And he took him off and you're thinking well... Surely, but the amount of football he's played over the last 12 months, he could play 90 minutes. Because well, he, well, he hasn't played that much since Christmas. So we'll move into it now. We'll move into the match against Charlton on Saturday. So the match weren't played out. We Charlton took the lead, 25th minutes. Then Tom Ince equalised. We, and then good goal. Good goal from Tom Ince. And then really shambolic defending in the last, what was it, 10, 15 minutes where we can see the two spell, goals. we after half time? Well, going into it, I mean, I think we played well, to be honest. I can't I can't knock them. I think they were creating chances, they were moving the ball well. I think that front three has got the makings of something. Um, I like Gregory. I do. I think, I think Gregory's he good. Problems. He reminds me of Sadibi. To be honest, not just because of his missing, he's he's old up play. It just it just looked look, the the defenders. It was pulling them all over the place. Sometimes you don't even have to do anything in a game, do you? But create space for everybody else, and he did that. The amount of times I saw Lucas running on the head into the box, and I was thinking, where are you getting all this space from? And you're watching Gregory pulling people all over the place. Do have score goals? Just have to. Re- read the game well, don't you? Well, that's for being with. Um... And he's doing that, but you're missing that key factor. The man behind him scoring the goals. If he's well, giving me the old up man. Well, that's the problem now with it. Hogan had two good chances. He hit the post and the bar. Um, Gregory missed an absolute city in the 60 odd minutes. Yeah, he did. Um, but we're going to have to go straight in with the first goal. Why didn't Jack Butland stop that shot? <sighs> did it move? I didn't see it move that much. No, he, he, that's bread and butter, that. It looked to me like, he, if he, if he, I reckon if he spoke to Jack himself, he'd say it was positioning. So, I don't think he was in the right position for save. Well, he, he was he was all over the place. You just yeah. you get an hand to it. It doesn't matter what happens. It's it's, it's a nice height. You can't. I'm sorry, you save that. Now you you save it, and especially a player that's obviously a bit. He's obviously a bit miffed that he hadn't had his move. That clubs didn't think he was financially viable. Yeah. So he's annoyed about that. He's in a situation now where he's going to have to have another season in the Championship by the looks of it. And he's played two games so far this season. We've played average teams to poor teams in this league. We haven't even picked up a point. Well, both, of them, both of them teams will probably struggle yeah. come the end of the season. And the fact is that he's made mistakes in both games conceding the first goal. But he's got. this goes back to pretty much any league. Competition's healthy. And his position on the pitch is gift wrapped every week. He's never ever come off that pitch unless it's a calling cup game or he's injured. If if he's fit, he's on the he's on the pitch and he needs a reality check. At the end of the day he brought Davies in, who's at, had a brilliant season, anti in league yeah, he was one. Goalkeeper of the year in so league one, yeah. to me he's full of confidence, he'd be raring go, get him on the pitch, Butland needs a kick up the arse. That's the see, be all and end all of it. And he's, he's probably walking out, he goes home at night, well, don't matter if I can see three, because I'm guaranteed on the pitch every week. Who cares? Doesn't matter. There's a few players that are like that at the moment. It's not just Jack Butland, but there's a few players that seem like they just walk on the pitch all the time to who they are. The trouble is, though, Jack Butland's position is critical. Well, if you're I, making I, mistakes in goal, it can be. It's, it's pretty. 
serious. I, I don't think it's concrete that he's got the position though either, I really don't, because Adam Davies is a talented young keeper. He's pushing to become Wales number one. You've got two, you've basically got two international number twos there. You've got Jack and you've got Adam. Now, for me, Adam, if Adam plays well against Wigan, then I'd, I'd be tempted to play him against Derby. I mean, there's a lot of talk on social media at the moment which has been been very annoyed about saying that Jack's been, you know, need, needs dropping and getting rid of and all this kind of stuff. And he, the fact is that he is a good keeper. We know he's a good but he keeper. Needs, he needs that reality check. But he does I'm need a reality saying, check. I'm not saying the, kicking through the door. But the problem is he's, he's never started well. He's never started well. Last season against Leeds, then that other mistake. Yeah, he did, he he, did finish strong, didn't he? And he, he finished strong. So yeah. it's one of them things where he, he does learn from mistakes. But competition for places, that's a good, that's healthy. And yeah. the problem is, it's all right saying let's have competition for places and then he bring competition and, and he never gets a, a chance. Calling Cups irrelevant. I mean, it's like Federici playing in it last season. It's just there yeah, so Fe- he gets time on the pitch. Federici was never going to get in though. No, he was, no. He was 34 and, and has been. He's probably walked in the, in, the, in the gaffer's office and said, I play this Carling Cup game, mate. Uh, and, it, it, and that's it. It's just a matter of him wants to play a game. Adam Davies is a talented young keeper. He should be pushing him in the first in the league. That's I, the thing. I think he will. I think yeah. if he has a good game against Wigan, there's a chance he might play against Derby. You could do with Wigan battering us. I know that sounds stupid. You could do with Wigan having shots after shot and Davies having a good game. Mm. There's no putting us going there when two three and, and not. So you you do you agree with a lot of what the fans are saying that he needs he need he needs sell him abroad or all this kind I of don't, stuff. I don't, I don't think we should sell him now because he's he's at the end of the day he is a good goalkeeper but I will drop him just so he sits there and think I really do need pull my socks up a bit here because the thing is if Davies goes in does well then Butland knows for a fact he has really got to start pulling it together because then he could be sat on the bench for the next 17, 18 games, which no footballer wants that. Yeah. So, and he's not that sort of character as if he'd be sitting on the bench. At the end of the day, players shouldn't have possessions gift wrapped for him every week. And as far as I'm concerned, it is gift wrapped for him at the moment. Well, we'll, we'll move on to the next bit of the game now. So after that, after the, their goal, Tomin scored an absolute purely. Fantastic strike. It's a great finish. Great finish with the left foot. And that's the thing about Tomin, it's very frustrating that he is a top player. There's, he has got the ability there's no question about it but it's, the thing that drives me mad is his consistency it's like Ian at work said to me he goes yeah but you probably won't see him now for eight games after that goal and he's probably right I don't think he really knows where to play I don't think Rowett did either I, I, I think the problem is with Tom Ince he's similar to many other players that we've seen at the club that because, they, because they're inconsistent you can sort of play him here there and everywhere and it doesn't matter it's just when everyone's turning up yeah. So you can play him left, right, middle, and eventually he'll he'll put a great performance in. You go, oh, there we go, we found his position. But then he does nothing for six games. I think he struggles against teams that play the diamond as well. When I've seen him, mm. at the end of the day, when he first when he first cut about, and a lot of teams were still playing four at the back, he could run right on the break. Whereas the thing is with the diamond, if people are playing the diamond properly, they've got pace at the back, and I think it struggles a little bit sometimes when he plays on the wing. You yeah. look at most of his goals he scored for Stoke last year. They were all more central. Yeah, he does. He moves you in. Know what I mean? He moves, moves in. He moves in. To be honest, I, I, my, if I was, if I was the manager against Wigan, I'd test him up front. I'd test him up front alongside Gregory. I would against Wigan. Yeah. See how Get, he goes. Let on. him be the pace. And, and let Gregory him and, and play off Gregory and see yeah. if 
see if you can get a, a good shot, get, get a shot away and yeah. see it, see if you, you, you might be a striker. I mean, after that, though, we, we played well after that. I mean, I can't I can't knock Stoke for the Charlton game because uh, Hogan at the Hogan at the post, the ball. Uh, Gregory missed an absolute city, which is why I say he reminds me of Sadibi. But also, I think he hit the post as well. Klukas played sure. well. Kluka, I'm really liking Klukas yeah, this exactly. season. Everybody was slagging him off at the start of the season. I said he's going to be a big player. He has surprised me. He has surprised me. He looks brilliant at the moment. Klukas does. He's moving the ball well. He's getting up. The, he's, he's always in the right place, which is always a good thing. I think. I think as well, though. I think a lot of people were angry, in one sense, uh, on Saturday because we did play well and lost. We were night and day on Saturday compared to QPR. No, oh, yeah. it's like a different season. Yeah, it's like a different team. Yeah. So to be fair, I mean, he has looked at it and gone right. Get rid of Vobi, folks on the bench. Woods back in that. Woods opening. back in that midfield role, yeah. and and fair to, fair dues to Nathan Jones because it's obviously that he's looked at it, and because most managers have got out of the same team, and then go, oh, you know, they've got bleed together, got but he out. hasn't. He's thrown them out and thrown a different lot in, and it did work. The only problem is was defensive lapses again. I think we missed Etabo on Saturday. <laughs> Etabo needs to get back in that squad <laughs> as quick as possible. I'll tell you what, we're missing Ryan. We're really missing yeah, Ryan. You will, will do, won't you? That's the thing. You Everybody's will. been slagging him off and saying yeah. his time's up and this, that and the other. We're missing Ryan it's at the, the back. It's the leadership. Danny, Danny Bats, he's so slow. Yeah, he is. He's frighteningly slow. He's so slow. And the problem is he's a ball, he's a ball grabber as well. So the ball will start dropping around and he runs for the ball and loses positioning. Yeah. And it's very frustrating, to be honest, but I'll tell you what, another thing that alongside him, I really rate Liam Lindsay. I think Lindsay's got massive potential, I mean he's great on the ball, he's dead calm on the ball, but I, I still think if Ryan had been fit and he'd played alongside Lindsay, we could, we'd have been, I think we'd have been a lot better defensively. Oh, we would have been with Ryan yeah. back in, yeah, I mean everyone's been slagging him, but... I don't know why anyone slagged him. I know, I don't know why anyone slags a legend like Ryan Shawcross, I think it's ridiculous. But anyway, we'll go. The thing we'll, is, at defence, you can you can lose your legs a little bit. I, I just think he had as a long bad as you back read injury. the game well. He, ju he just had a bad back injury, didn't he? He's, I think he's recovering. But the problem is, he was in a, a team that had no defenders. There was you had Glenn Johnson, you had Eric Peters, and you had Philip Wolshide. and then from Wolshide to Kevin Vimmer and Zuma. So you know, you Zuma's not not ripped up any trees anywhere else. Well, Zuma, Zuma's just uh, caught us. It's calamity against United on Sunday. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he shouldn't be playing really. No. I mean, not at a high level. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. He, and to be honest, first half of the season when he was at Stoke, I thought, God, he's a great player. He is. But then I started noticing in away games, he's think yeah. You leave so many gaps. Yeah, you he, he he he's, he's a ball running. Every yeah. time ball comes, oh, we'll go get that and then misses it and it's yeah. game over. So, yeah, we'll go back to you. So, what do you reckon has happened with Martin Zindy? Because that's another game where he hasn't played when there's been an injured defender. I think he's opened this European window, Martin. I think he's going into going, I think, I think yeah. he's going Martin Zindy. I guess, though, do you even rate him? No. I haven't read him since his loan spell, to be honest. He had one good thing, didn't he? Yeah, that loan stint, and then loan after spell, that, I just, just never rated him. But saying that, we've signed another defender in Cameron Vickers, I think his name is, or Carter Vickers. Oh, there's big talk of him. I mean, right to the top. He played every game last season for Potter at Swansea. Yeah. And apparently, he showed interest to try and sign him on a permanent basis to Brighton as well. So, in Potter's really a talented young manager so a manager that we should have got instead of Gary Rowett but 
that's another win that's another chat I'd seen a lot of big Tottenham fans put on that they reckon he'll be in the Tottenham side eventually I think he will from what I'm, um, from what I'm he's, hearing he's that, he's that good well, that's, so, so I'm hoping he get, he'll play against Wigan and then maybe replaces Danny Bat I don't, I don't get where, where he was coming from when he bought Batter well I, I said this I mean again I seem to I seem to be coming back as right again I said when we I, when I, but I did I said when we signed Danny Bat last January I said why are we buying him he couldn't get in the Middlesbrough side Wolves there's a reason why Wolves didn't want to take him up to the Premier League yeah. and the reason is he's too slow now when you're looking at him he's slowing the defence down he's now. a centre off from 15-20 years yeah ago, he's, but he's like, like I say he's 30 now isn't he he's, he's, not, he's yeah. not a young man so he's not going to improve he's only going to get worse so for me Cameron Carter Vickers or what's his name is it Cameron, Cameron Carter Vickers right, so I keep getting it the wrong way around for me you've got two talented young defenders there you might as well play Cameron Vickers so we can get thingy fit well, the thing yeah. is, how old is he? Twenty-one, I think. He's young. So he's got—he's obviously got plenty of agility. He'll be super fit at that age. Well, he's got to be fit because how many games we played for Swansea? Yeah. So for me, I think we need to start jogging in. He's bang ready for the championship, isn't he? At the end of the day, for us. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this back line, and I don't know what we've bought. Apart from Liam Lindsay and probably this new loan signing, I don't really know what we're trying to do. See, the problem is though, is, is if you look at it and die. <laughs> sort of dissect it if Shawcross doesn't properly recover come the end of the season Vickers goes back to Spurs that's not it. good enough so you're left with really Lindsay and that's it yeah. and you just think well well Collins as well Collins is there yeah. well I still think he's way off Collins needs a, a, a full year loan spell he does I would loan Nathan Collins out yeah not for but. three months a year or that he needs to go for a I, year I would have loaned him out when we brought Cameron Vickers in just yep. to get him some experience get him in there probably League 1 or something League 1 year. full season and find someone who wants him for the full season okay, get him some experience but I think because of the press the press release and all the talk about Man United it's made Stoke a bit dubious to loan him out so they well if you're not a United car why are you loaning him out United will sign 50 players in the next 3 years and probably see two of them play for the first team. Well, that's it when it comes down to young. I mean, that did Daniel James made a big impact, though, didn't he? Well, it didn't make it look like he'd uh, had any fear of playing for Man United, did he? No, no fear at <laughs> all. Right? Ripped, ripped Chelsea apart. He is mega quick, isn't he? But it's, I mean, if, if you go back to the game now, so, like I say, we were playing well, but the second half, he made some very strange decisions from the bench. The bench killed us. The bench he, put, he put Joe Allen in the old midfield role. He brought Ryan Woods off for who was it? Who did he bring Ryan Woods off for? Uh, Campbell wants it. <laughs> Campbell. Yeah. So if you if you look at them substitutions, I think they killed us. To be honest. Then again, no Hogan come off for Campbell, didn't he? Yeah. Was, he was, he, was it Cousins? God, if it, I don't rate him either. From what I've seen of him so far, I just don't understand why. I don't know if it must be attitude or what, but. For some reason, all the fans love Woods and all the management hate him. Strange. I, think, I think he's such a good player, I do, Ryan Woods. He's such a good passer of the ball. He's really good at passing the ball. And he got things moving he did on Saturday. He made things tick. He doesn't but, track out a position. He doesn't lose his position either. He's got a certain area he stays in and that's it. Yeah. Not like Joe Allen where he's like, I don't know, he's been chased by a wasp or something. <laughs> that's what I mean. Now, another thing that's going to be difficult to talk about, fans don't want to talk about, is um, Joe Allen. In what sense? I think he needs to be dropped for Peter Etteba. I'd drop him for him. Because I, I can't see his dropping Klukas. I think Ryan Wood's performance on Saturday warrants staying in the squad. So does Klukas, is though? Yeah, Klukas shouldn't be dropped. No. Um, 
and probably Tom Hintz deserves another crack at the camp. Yeah. So for me, the only person you can drop for Peter Etterbo is Joe Allen. How long's Powell out for? I'm not sure. I think he might be back for next week. Yeah. And about who's it will be back next week and all? James McLean. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. But saying that, Stephen Ward didn't didn't impress me at all. But this is the same thing, isn't it? About the left. The thing is, is when 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 a manager sets up his team and he plays a Pacific, like a Pacific formation. And he brings his players in who he wants to buy. To me, even at even at the championship level, you always I'd always have a look at other teams that played a diamond and just have a look. Now who's he Charlton played a diamond against us. That's what Bowie said in his press conference that it's it part of the game they played a diamond. Yeah, they did second half. Yeah, yeah second half. And he killed us on yeah. the break. Who else plays a diamond? Liverpool. Who's the left wing back and right wing back at, at Liverpool? Trent Alexander-Arnold. I wouldn't say that Liverpool play a diamond. They, they, they play free up front, don't they? Yeah, they do play a diamond. But they, 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 play, play. they play free cams, don't they, rather than a striker. They don't have a striker, do they? I've seen them play a diamond dive with them two at the back. Yeah, they, do, they don't have yeah. wingers as such, no. but they play... Them two bomb forward, they play in the Champions League. They play a kind of free, free. now a 4 free, free. Yeah. They do. So it's like... Cam, Cam, Cam. Well, Firmino drops back with no striking. Yeah. Which means they all float around and get in each other's way. You've got three up front that uh, could play anywhere across that front. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, there's a big difference, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and you've got like Mane who can run. Yeah, who run, run, run for three days. the manager didn't even want to sign it. He's not good enough for the Premier League. <laughs> 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 We're we'll signing him anyway. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Put him in. It's a good match. <laughs> and like I say, too, when we look at the the performance on Saturday I'm I'm worried because the second and third goal defensively was terrible honestly I mean a player completely unmarked inside the box on two occasions but why is no one blocking it why is no one running at the because ball because back one quick enough you want quick enough to get two too much ball watching yourself well this is the biggest problem that I keep saying now about Joe Allen and I keep saying it because he was perfect against Charlton because I was watching it and, I, and I, it was good because we on YouTube so I kept going back and watching Joe Allen kept moving out of position and he was causing everybody to change into a panic mode because because we were moving round. So they were chasing things in the wrong formation, which yeah. means they were panicking and losing the second ball, yeah. which means every time that we move into a position, we were fine before Joe Allen moved into holding midfield. But because he didn't now do the job, it was causing chaos at the back line because he couldn't do his job. The defence was then having to push up, leaving gaps all over the place. Yeah. We had a 33-year-old who's clearly been injured for a while on the left. And we were just breaking up all over the place and it become latch ditch, ditch defending that we've had before. Yeah. Start of last well, season, the it, season you know, before. And, and it's it, for me, that comes down to the fact that we haven't got the players that we need in the, in the natural positions. Why bring... Ryan Woods off and put Joe Allen in the well played, field. He might as well play Woods for 90 minutes because as far as I'm concerned if I had picked that team on Saturday you're looking at it and going oh, well shall I change Woods? Well no because I've got Etebo because he's the only other one who could play that position. Even though we've said before Etebo's great going forward but he can play that holding move. He, he, he can. play it if he, he can needs. but I, I, for me Ryan Woods needs to start playing that position to get him settled and get used to that yeah. position. But if he, say, come in, bench. If, if he became injured in a game. I, I wouldn't mind Jordan Cousin in that position for 20 minutes. 
because even though he panics on the ball, I still he can defend. Nobody, he could, he can defend. Yeah. That's the big difference. Like when well, Joe Allen, he can't. Yeah. He's he's five foot six, and soaked wet through. He's tiny. You can't have somebody like him running around an old midfield. That's bad tactics. Yeah. That goes down to the manager. Like you say, it'd been better changing him for Cousins if he wanted. He might, if, you need, if you need yeah. to bring him off, bring him off for the man that's there. Now, yeah. if Cousins came on, yes, he's, he, the ball's like an hot potato to him. He's like, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> Fair enough. But at least he can do that. At least he can defend, which is a bit better than what Joe Allen can do. Yeah. But for some reason, they won't bring off Joe Allen. No. And I'm wondering, has it got it in his contract that if he doesn't play, he has to get he, there's an automatic transfer that comes in because he plays every week. Like I say, he's a bit gift wrapped, isn't he as well? He's gift wrapped because I don't understand why he keeps playing. Yeah. I don't know. I guarantee against Derby, Lucas will be dropped for Peter Etabo or Etabo will be on the bench. Think I think Etabo might play against Wigan. I wouldn't push him in against Wigan. I, I'd leave it till Derby. I would. It's, it's only the cup match. I want to see. Would you not more bring him on for at least last twenty at Wigan? You could probably bring him on for fitness reasons, see if yeah. you can get him up to speed. But for me, I want to see Vokes and Campbell up front. I want to see. see Campbell didn't do anything really, Saturday. Yeah, but I want. I want him playing. There's no point in him sitting on the bench and having bit cameos here. Cause I don't. He needs, he needs I don't ten. think he's a cameo man. No, I don't yeah. think he's a man that comes off the bench. Fuller wasn't. No. There's loads of strikers that were good at finishing, but. With 90 minute men, you had to start them in the yeah. warm into the game. Yeah. I don't think Campbell's one of them that you could just sh- shove on and with 10 minutes yeah, to There's go a lot of players like that, aren't they? Where Ian Wright was famous for it as well. Yeah. Ian Wright was, was never a good substitute because yeah. he tried it for England. Walters was very much like when he first comes to Stoke. Do nothing for 60 minutes. Yeah, but then he, score twice. He, he just scored a cracking goal out of nowhere. And it's. Uh, I tell you what, Gregory's. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. When I watch Gregory, reminds me a bit of Walters. The way he moves, the way he, he, you know, that sort of run, that yeah. sort of like dogged, dogged run he has. There's bits to remind me there. There was points of that game where Charlton's centre halves was screaming at the centre midfielders because they couldn't cope with Gregory at times. Yeah, because he was. He was, he was really, just pulling him all out. All played well. I, I, to be honest, I think Hogan could be good if we can get him fit. But the thing what annoys me more, like if we'd signed him permanently for say like three, four million. I would have gone, fair enough. He's got a good record in this division. He's had a bad time at Villa with injuries. Fair enough. But why loan him in? Why loan him in? Villa don't want him. Just pay the money. Just buy him. And then let's get him fit and let's get him back to his Brentford form. But instead we've loaned him in to get him fit for whatever's game next season. Yeah. Which I don't like. It's pathetic business again from Tony Scholes. I mean, this frustrated me Saturday night. I watched the the Villa game. And they had, they had a lad up front who come from Motherwell or somewhere, and he cost two million. Oh, was that McGinn who scored the goal? He's run Tottenham right. Oh yeah, he signing from Ibernian, Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, and you, we can have it going. He cost two million. Yeah. Why yeah. is no one, no one scouting looking at that sort of lad? Well, I've told you, there's that lad at Kilmarnock, that left wing back, yeah. Kilmarnock Taylor. He's amazing. Yeah. He's he's exactly what we're crying out for. Taylor, his name. I can't remember his first name. Taylor. Place of Kilmarnock. They say he's now that he's apparently he's the third choice of Scotland at left back because Scotland have only got left backs at the moment. <laughs> well, they don't. We ain't going to get that position, is he? <laughs> That's his position now until he retires. <laughs> well, Robertson's on the left wing now, isn't he? Because he's that desperate player. He'll be up front too. <laughs> <laughs> Robertson, play where you want. That's because he scored that 25 yard of the other month. <laughs> So I mean, when you're looking at it and you're looking at like the players that do we do miss out on, there's no brains in how we do business. I mean, it got it came out in, in the social media. I don't know how true it is before anyone starts having a go. Apparently, 
Stoke were in talks with a, a German club or something or, or another club about one of our players. A fee was agreed, everything was going ahead and then at the last minute Stoke went in and tried up the fee and everything fell down and said no we're not going to do you're business with you, you're basically. taking the mick aren't you now. You've agreed a fee and now you're changing your mind. Yeah. Now if that's true that shows how garbage our transfer system is and how pathetic things are run in the hierarchy. I mean, the way we buy players anyway is laughable at times. We have been known to be a laughing stock when it comes down to buying players. Yeah. But for me, when you look at the Charlton game and you look at the ga- gaping holes in positions that we've got, Stephen Ward's never going to be able to do 90 minutes every week. He, he hasn't got the legs. Tommy Smith just isn't a wing back. He's not quick enough. Now, for me, that means there's only you've got to start. Keep, you've got to put in Tom Edwards and, and mould him into that role. Yeah, that's what they've got to do because he's so young. You can mould him into that role. It's not, is it? I don't think he's played so far, but I'm not too sure. I don't know if he got a sub appearance yesterday, Abe Saturday. But I mean, he, well, we went Tranmere. He played well. He did play well. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he's a better well, player. I know he's Tranmere, I know. But, but there's more chance. There's there's more chance of turning Edwards into a right wing back than Smith. But they, this was this was my argument at the beginning of the season about bringing these old players in, and we've still gone and done it with Ward. Smith's not exactly a spring chicken, is he? Uh, he's twenty eight, isn't he? Yeah. So in two years, it, I mean, he's not quick now. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it, it, it's it's one of them where whenever we buy players, it seems to be whatever's there rather than what we need. It's for the golf club. I told you before. So <laughs> <laughs> golf club. I'll try something for the golf. And it's it's like a. I talk, we talk about it now, but going back to them goals, because we went a bit off there, but the, the second goal is probably some of the worst defending I've seen for a while. Just ball watching. It's just pathetic how much space he had in the box. I mean, not only that, he ran through the right-hand side, put the ball in, bounced off one of our defenders and fell to a man completely unmarked in the box, yeah. who then just put it in the back of the net. But there's got to be 10 feet of a circle off the penalty spot where there's not a single man yeah, no, within no a 10 foot radius uh, there's nobody and then you look at the third goal as well it's just a knockdown and a pass and he's unmarked in the box it's very similar to the second it, 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 I thought Jack Button did very well to get his hands to it to be honest it was a good shot and he did well to get his hands to it so I'm not going to slag Jack for that if, if, if he'd say that Charred. he tried his best I just think that we're, we're in a really really dodgy situation at the moment because especially now because the fans are all getting frustrated again understandably because we've you know we've come into the, a good, what we thought was a good start to the season QPR its own Charlton away and we've come away with no points and we've come away really not looking very good at all I mean I don't know if these new signs are going to make a big difference I'm not too sure if that's that's going to be the cause but we're going to have to really look into Jack Butland and who do you think's going to go I s- I still think I still stand by the fact that because the because everybody's morale was negative anyway before we kept the ball. And I thought it was quite positive before it started. No, but I, I still think there was a lot of soap fans out there who were going, "Well, it won't make any difference." And, and as soon as you lose, you get that little bit of hope because we had a good pre-season. Just plummets again. If you win the first two and then lose, they go. Well, they're still jollying and everybody's fine and there's not rubbish that we've seen written all over Facebook this week. 
where people are saying sack him well that's that's what we're going to move into now on the second part the second part now is what do you think of Nathan Jones and how long do you think he's got with this form at the moment because social media is starting to it is starting to turn and I'd probably say at the moment it is 60-40 it's getting quite bad now at the moment because the frustration now is literally on fever pitch at the moment I turn it on me <laughs> <laughs> the thing is everybody's got an opinion on it and everybody will have their own thoughts on it don't get me wrong there'll be some people who will say you need to go now I completely disagree with her not, oh, just, yeah. not just because he's asked, like I said before about him changing the way the club operates, the philosophy and all that sort of stuff. It's not that. We've just had a, a manager merry-go-round for too long now. Uh, to be honest, as long as we're not getting in the relegation zone, even if we're mid-table, I still wouldn't get rid of him. I just wouldn't. I'd just give him more time. Uh, to me, I'd give him I'd give him this, this full season, whatever happens, to be honest. Yeah. As long as we aren't in the position we are now in the bottom three, yeah. come Christmas, I'd, I'd give him time. Because I think all we need is a win. I think once this squad gets a win... We'll, we'll do all right, yeah. I think they might, start, they might kick on under yeah. the tactics and the movements. But like I say, it's, I think at the moment there's a lot of negativity around Nathan Jones fair to he hasn't got a good record at the moment so it is pretty bad at the moment but the thing is though someone put on Facebook the other day that uh, the season we went up we lost nine do you know what I mean and, and you look at it that way and go well he has 46 games it's just unfortunate that you lose the first two do you know what I mean it's like last season they wanted it at the beginning of the season look some of the games we lost Wigan at home 3-0 Blackburn but then we played Leeds and won yeah. played Derby and won but yeah, it's that sort of league, isn't it? I mean, Leeds look frightening against Bristol City, but then they had Forest to turn and drew one all. That's right. It's that. It is that sort of league. It's that they didn't lose. That's the difference, isn't it? The difference is in this league. It's when you're not playing badly, you can still pick up points, or you can still pick up a win. The problem is with us, we're we're actually playing well and still losing. If you play like we did for that last that 25 minutes or before they scored the second in games, you will win games. If you play like that most of the game. You will win games. Well, we'll we start jailing because at the end of the day, we've brought a lot of new faces in, haven't we? Yeah. And they've got to start jailing. But at the end of the day, there's no time in football. You've got to start jailing. It's got to be now. Because at the end of the day, the negativity's come straight back in at Stoke. It's not took long. Yeah. Has it two games and everyone's straight back on it? People won't see. I'm not saying you're going to win every week, and some fans need to realise that big time. That you, you, at this level, you cannot win every game. But if you show that effort that you did at Charlton every week, I don't think the pressure's on you as long as you're winning at the games. As long as you're winning some games, not even every game, just winning some games. Because we're just not seeing any wins, are we? Well, at the moment, it's like I say to you, we, we just aren't... Um, What's the record now? It's not a doubt. I saw it written the other day. I know he's only the last won, time we won three, a game. three in 27 or something I mean, like that, that is. That's nightmares at night. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got to, we, it's, got to, it's got to start changing because at the end of the day, the, 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 I can sort of understand why fans are sort of having a go with this, that and the other. They're blaming Nathan Jones, but I still don't think a lot of this is all on Nathan Jones. I think there's a lot of problems in the board a lot of problems that need addressing I think there's still a lot of poison in the club I think there's still a lot of players that need to be shifted and I think they'll try to do the best but 
for me, it's all well and good shifting the rubbish when, but you need replace that as well, and not with rubbish, which yeah. seems to be our problem. We seem to like rubbish go and replace it with rubbish. So for me, we've got to look at look at Nathan Jones, and I, I think I think he's the right man. I do. I think he's exactly what we need—a talented young manager that's got passion. He, he he comes across that way in his interviews, and I think people just need to give him that extra bit of time, that little bit of leniency. I still think it's going to take a couple of years. It, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity towards him for really no kind of reason. It's like there's a lot of people who there's, I know there's a lot of people who made mind up after that cup game when we were two 0 up and lost three yeah. two. I know a lot of people made up the mind then that yeah. he's not the right man. I mean, there's a lot of people now on social media. Well, after the game on social media, that wanted Peelis back. Now, I did see that. Yeah. Now I love Peelis. He's the best manager I've known as a Stoke fan because he's been well. He's been here ten years of my life. Yeah. So you know he's, he's gonna he's always gonna have a special place in my heart, but it's time to move on. Still going backwards, that is it. He he, he 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 would be. I'd more prefer him at Stoke if he was like a director. Of I'd I'd love to see him in that role. I'd love to see him yeah. replace Cartwright or or move in a director of football role. Somebody who who could run, like run the club because he he he'd have full control in but the end. The big problem is with somebody like that though. It's like with Alex Ferguson's director of football at Man United when it's somebody with that much clout at Stoke fans will go oh, get him down from up there bring him <laughs> in as manager get him down get this man clown out and bring Tony back from upstairs yeah. and that's that's what happened with our fan base I mean you can kind of understand why there's a lot of fans upset because you can understand why but they need to give the man time they've got to give him time I mean he's, we've brought a lot of players in I know, I know that a lot of them have been underwhelming I know we haven't got in positions we needed to, but we've got to give the man time. He's got to kill a bad attitude at that he's got to, I think he's got to watch it as well. He's got to kill out that negativity. There's still players there last season who were wandering around the club, Verma, Bauer and Bula. They need to go. Because the thing is, when when it's in training, if they turn up, well, it was this crap when this happened and when that happened. And, and then I think the negativity rubs off on everybody. Oh, I well, just think the new players need... I'd be like, don't want to talk to them. Because well, they've bad attitude and they shouldn't be at the football club and that's well, it. Well, that's when we'll move on to the next topic now, which is Glenn Johnson. What he had to say about Sada Verahinho. I think I'm absolutely... I think he's an hero for finally get, telling us, the fans, what actually happened in that club. I do and I don't. You I know what, what I feel about fans coming out and telling stories. I, I'm not a fan of it. it. Should stay in the club. No, but I, I, we we didn't know this, and it, it explains a lot why there was a bad atmosphere at the club and why it, it never would have come out if it weren't for Glenn. He's a bad. Oh no, no one had said anything. But he, I mean, give him his due. He was he was pretty blunt about everything. And yeah, he, he was um, very honest about it. He said that. Um, he was a bad person. He said he seemed to have vendetta against the club. Like the manager would tell him coming at ten, he'd come in at quarter past. Yeah. He said to him where this, he'd wear something else. Yeah. You know, it's he, a child basically. It's basically like a, a, a child that was given another chance by a club, and he just decides, I know, I'll put my two fingers up. That you're yeah. paying me sixty grand a week. Yeah. Yeah. He is that, and it's like that. That's that's going to cause major upset in the club when somebody is not doing his runs at the end of the game because he isn't playing. And then makes all the players come in on Sunday after a match to do extra training because he and then he rings in sick and all those sort of, his teammates. But is, this, is this us or not? Is this us because we're a bit older now? 
If that had happened when we played, you'd have killed him. That's what I mean. You would, you would, you would, you would, locked, him, you would have locked him in the in the <laughs> tumble dry. I dressed him in a and made him do 50 laps <laughs> off the pitch. You're not coming back in. chucked him in the tumble dry <laughs> two hours. Ready, play, yeah? Tied into a lamppost outside, building on. Said, carry on taking the mech out of me, mate. You'll be here next week and all. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you if, but... I think these kind of things didn't happen when, like, Glenn. I mean, imagine if he did that with Robert Tufa about. Robert Tufa bouncing around yeah, that dashing room. Like. Do you think this is a different generation now? Probably had a little note in saying, boss and being bullied by the players. <laughs> Robert Tufa's tied me to a lamppost Because I was late for training. <laughs> Robert Tufa's <laughs> painted me car pink. <laughs> well, like Gazza when he shoved them fish in his, his, in his uh, what's his car, but. I d- the thing is, though, that's that's what it's missing. Tough love never hurt nobody. Well, and this is the problem with the today's generation a bit. Don't be told what's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Without getting offended by it. Yeah, he's he's one of them players that I'm afraid has got a chip on his shoulder. He reminds me of um, can't remember his name, Pennant in many ways. But at least Pennant would do his job. But Pulis did say, "Don't sign him." He did tell Mark Hughes, "Don't sign him." And Mark Hughes with his big head went, what's he got Well, they've always had friction, haven't they? Uh, Pulis and Mark Hughes, they've always had friction for some reason. I'd I'd, I'd punch him in the face if I saw him, (laughs) to be honest. But (laughs) the fact is that, I mean, Barry Eno's been nothing but trouble. Has been from day one, and we sell him. And he scores a screamer on his debut at Simbaliam. That'll be it, though. I don't know. I don't know in that league. It might suit him in that league. Because yeah, the thing is, because he, he's there now, he's going to be the star of the show there. He's not going to be like the Arnie or the Chikiri or how much weight to go and put on when there's a chocolate waffle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the problem with there, the beer and the waffles. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be screwed over there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> about, I'd, I'd come back 90 stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put me in gold, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty, isn't it? <laughs> but like I say, with you, I mean, when you look at it, it's a. It's a Average league, and you've only got look at the. You've only got look at the. Yeah, well, no, who else is going to take him? <laughs> well, Birmingham left him out the out the building, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, his attitude stinks. Glenn Johnson is an hero for coming out and telling us, getting it all out there. Finally, we know what's been going on at the club. Well, that's the thing with Pulis saying about not signing. Pulis is old school. Pulis would have took no grief off him in the in, in the changing room or at training. And that's oh, why yeah. I so, sat him in the reserves. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same if he like if he was at United with Fergie there. Fergie would have killed him. At the end of the day, if you've got bad attitude, you don't kill him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd have been throwing boots at him like, <laughs> like back in <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. At the, the end of the day, I, I remember seeing a, a piece in the paper that Gordon Ramsay had written about saying, "When you an apprentice or when you're young, that tough love." toughens you up when you're older and it helps you as, as you go through your career yeah. whether it be in football whether it be in whatever you do it does you no harm having a little bit of abuse at the beginning because then it makes you realise just what everything's worth and the problem is with these kids now they come in they waltz about they think they can do what they want and no one says anything to them without them feeling oh well I'm not staying here because you've offended me or you've said this or you've said that well well, the biggest problem now is how much they earn now compared to the old days. That's why. Yes, that's. I mean, I mean, you've got like Chelsea. Some of Chelsea's youngsters are on eighty grand a week and never kicked the ball professionally. Yeah. So that that's not getting out. I mean, that's what that's what I mean. You look at Chelsea's youngsters; they've got they double our our highest paid player. Some of their that's youngsters right. are. I mean, some of these kids could end up in bad in a bad way. 
with drink, drink, drugs. You just don't know. At the end of the day, when you we, we both remember when you were eighteen and you were going out. If we were loved going out, you loved it. Even if it was dead, you loved going out. Yeah, didn't yeah. make it didn't make a difference. When you were eighteen, you were out and you were on it, and that was it. If you had eighty grand in your arse pocket and you're going out at eighteen, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. Well, that's where Nick Powell comes in because that's what happened to him. He got all that with that fifty grand a week at Man United, whatever it was, and went to his head, went out partying with Wolf Zara all the time. And yeah. His career ended up taking him to Wigan, and no one wants to play for Wigan, do they? <laughs> no one wants that part. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we move again swiftly into the weekly feature, the Hall of Fame and Shame. Who's this week's fame? It is the local legend of Paul Ware. Sadly gone, no longer with us, Paul. No, I mean, 42's no age, is it either? No, he was, he was a young bloke. He sadly lost the battle with a, a brain tumour. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, he, he breathed Stoke, he did. Came through, the, came through the academy, born in Congleton. So basically a local lad. Played, I think, 110 times, once it more, more than 100 times. 115 did games, yeah, for 115 Stoke. 115 ga- games, yeah. Played till 94. I remember his most proudest moment, probably in a Stoke shape, was that goal. That got us to the final against Peterborough. Against Peterborough, yeah. Uh, I think Stoke's team, current team, is missing something like that. He was, he, he was, he, he was proper, proper, uh, proper bloke. No messing about with Paul Ware. He was, uh, he, he, like, if you look at all the players now, we're on about like, like Vimmer and, and Bueller's and players like that. They, they, they need, they need watch old players like Paul Ware. They, they wore the, they wore the cheer proudly. But he's dying out, isn't it, local lads and teams? Yeah. That's yeah. why I always had respect for people like that. Uh, Gerard. I know it's Liverpool, it's a big club, but he, even when Chelsea come looking, he didn't go. Yeah. And he sort of think, clubs are missing that. You just sort of think, like, if Paul Ware was in that dressing room now, they're idiots who were messing about and not turning up for training, not doing this. Yeah. He'd have sorted him out. Because mm. he lived and breathed Stoke, and that, that's the difference, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, like, Paul Ware was... He was uh, he was stoked through and through. My dad always talked about Paul Ware because I was a bit too young for Paul Ware because he was out the side when when I really started going in the in the mid nineties. So to be honest, yeah, I think he's one of them players that from every, I mean, Lee McCarty had good things to say about him, didn't he? he was yeah. he said he was a he was a proper proper player and a proper man at first. Down to earth, never moaned when he was on the bench. Yeah, he, he always did his best, and the thing is, he, he loved the club. You could tell that from from everything that was given. Yeah, uh, I think a street was named after him once in two thousand and eighteen. Uh, after his after his sad day in passing. Yeah, uh, like I say, proper proper legend, Paul. Where uh, might not have been the best, most technical and best player we've ever had, but he he wore he wore he was similar to Wilco once he was. Yeah, the street's he, named on the Victoria Park. Is it? Yeah, housing development built on the former Stoke City ground. Yeah, so it's at the old Vic. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, he like you say, is is a he, I know he's, it's a bit of a cliche, but he's a dying breed, that sort of player. Yeah, they just crying out for a player like him now. Yeah, crying out for it, a proper proper man who loves loves the club and what it means to put the shirt on and walk through the tunnel. Yeah, apparently he was devastated after when he had to leave go Stockport, and like I say, he was he was a good player good play so now we move on to a man I'll be honest I can't stand in any shape or form Chris the bastard comes wow that's a bit strong mate, I it? can't stand the man I absolutely can't stand the man 
this is a man that came through our academy we looked after him we knew he was promising we looked after him as much as we could he had a double leg break the club looked after him when other clubs would have let him go i mean proper would have looked after him he then came back into the sides broke through under tony pulis started playing some incredible games i remember his a performance where we beat West Brom, we got promoted that year, and we beat him 5-1, it was thanks to him, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, rejected a contract. <laughs> rejected a contract when we were desperate for him to build a team around him, be our quality to get us promoted. He stabbed us in the back after everything the club did to him, and he went on. To Forest. To Forest. Yeah. And I think the man's an absolute dickhead. <laughs> I, I can't stand him, I think he's scum. I mean, at lower level, he didn't have a bad, a bad career, did he? he to Scott. be fair, he was a good player. He, yeah. was, he was definitely a good player. He proved that in Scotland. But for how he treated Stoke, he's definitely a shame, without a question. There was quality in him. He was a good player. Because you've got to remember, he broke through at 23 because he had such a bad time with that leg after he, after he broke it. The club looked after him, said, yeah, OK, we'll, we'll help you through it. And then what? how does he reward the club for that loyalty? He stabs him in the back and says, no, I'm going to move for free to Forest. I mean, that makes me laugh. I mean, what went on there? I mean, you're looking at it. He made over 150 appearances for Forest and got a promotion to the Championship. Yeah, then stabbed them in the back. And then he moved to Derby. Yeah, stabbed them in the back. Yeah. I mean, I bet Forest hates him. Yeah, they do, yeah. Because he stabbed them in the back as well. Because he said, because he's, I think, from that area or roundabout there, he said he grew up as a Nottingham yeah. Forest fan. And then leaves Forest for Derby. Oh, he's been watching too many Robbie Keane videos, he has, hasn't he? <laughs> well, nobody, he apparently was, he was a season ticket holder when he was young at Forest. And then joins Forest and then stabs him in the back and goes to their most hated rivals, Derby. So basically, you can tell what kind of person he is. I mean, he left Derby for Celtic for 300,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's cheap, that is. Well, Derby were in, I think, struggling financially at that time. That's when I finished here. Yeah, Scotland scored 32 goals in his first season. Oh, yeah, he likes him, <laughs> especially in, he's a legend at Celtic. Yeah. PFA Scotland. But, he, pi- but he, pissed, he pissed Rangers fans off yeah. because he was supposed to sign for them. And then because I think it was Celtic paid him two grand more, he went and played for Celtic yeah. instead. <laughs> so, like I say, he's, he's, just, he's just scum for me. I'll never, I'll never forgive him for what he did to Stoke. All the, all the stuff that Stoke did. If he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have had that career anyway. He would no. never have played in Scotland. He would never have had that career if he won for Stoke. And especially, like, I don't mind when players move on when it's when you help out. But when it's a player that we've looked after when he's been through hard times to then stab us in the back and go for free when that club's helped you through hard times, yeah, is disgraceful. I mean, his, his career sort of ended quite abruptly anyway. Yeah. Celtic sent him to Avernian on loan, then nobody wanted him at the end of 2017, so we just decided to retire. Yeah, that's the best place for him. But that's what he's under 33 then. Yeah, yeah. So look, so well, probably that, probably that leg started itching, going like, oh, I shouldn't have done yeah. that to Stoke, should I? He was trying to get Rangers once, you know, Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Which fans can he know you now? He'd only done it once in Scotland. He'd only done it once at the Rangers round. Going out of Scotland in a body bag. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shame, that is. He's he's probably one of my most hated players. Can't stand him. It's a good shout, that is, this week. That is a good shout. Chris Commons, can't stand the man. Anyway, it's been a a, a very packed show, as you're already knowing. 
Uh, again, we have to apologise. We obviously didn't do a Friday show. Uh, that's because of my fault because I was on noons. I couldn't have time to do it. Uh, we will. We definitely will do one this week. We already got plans in for that. Like I say, you can find us all on social media. You can find us on all channels now except Spotify. For some reason, we're having problems on Spotify. But if you're on Spotify, just swap to SoundCloud. And like I say, we'll see you on Friday. So it's Tara from me. It's Tara from me. Tara.